Gaza Guy podcast with me, Mal Musa from Gaza. This is episode 14 from Gaza Guy podcast. Today, my guest is an amazing, aspiring Palestinian Canadian poet, Abir Alul. She is an international educator and a passionate writer. She has a taste of adventure as she travels the world, drawing inspiration from nature and various culture. Born in Palestine, grew up in Canada, graduated with a BA in English Literature and completed her postgraduate in education at the University of Toronto. She uses the arts as a medium to raise awareness for social justice issues and to voice the narrative of marginalized communities. She has completed her manuscript of her novel, which will be published uh, end of 2020. Her poetry has been published on several online journals worldwide. She uses her Instagram as a platform to share poetry and to connect with other poets around the globe. Her Instagram is poetry narrative. Don't forget to check it out. Please welcome to Gazal Kai podcast today the aspiring Palestinian Canadian poet Abir Alul. How are you? Good, how are you? Fine. Nice to meet you face to face. How's everything? Everything is fine. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation and joining me today. Of course, I've been really excited about it. I love what you guys do for your page and sharing different poets and even the podcast. I think it's such a good idea to get the word out there and just to share different poetry. I'm so happy that you were joining us today. How would you introduce yourself to the listeners? Definitely. Thank, first of all, thank you so much. Really, it's been such a pleasure. and. Uh, to be here and uh, to be on your podcast. Um, so my name is Abir. I'm, uh, I've been a poet for a very long time and through my writing journey for a long time, I've only recently began um, sharing my poetry through Instagram and I've currently have finished writing my book and first started as a cathartic way when to deal with all the different things happening in my life to start writing and um, now I kind of have different types of writing so a big part of it is also when I write I write to raise awareness and I think as a Palestinian it's so important to use art as a tool to raise awareness and to voice um, a lot of people who don't have the power who aren't able to maybe articulate themselves in a way who don't have the privilege I do to do this way. So I think art is such a powerful tool to raise awareness about injustice issues all over the world. And um, I use, I like to think that, you know, my poetry can spread the word, it can connect with others. And I only just started recently, I think the last six months with the Instagram page. And it's great to see and to meet people like you, to meet people all over the world who really connect with the poetry and also other people who ask questions and want to learn more and I think that's such a great start as a writer as a poet to use your words in a way where it tells a story and I think obviously um, as Palestinians a lot of times our story isn't told or it's told in a different way so I think it's important to reclaim our voices and um, I I really uh, as an activist as well I think it's important to uh, have your poetry voice those people who aren't always 
um, are marginalized, who don't have the power to speak out. Um, so yeah, for me right now, uh, a little bit about, that's kind of my writing philosophy, I guess you can say. Um, but for me as a person, I'm, I'm a lover of nature. I love being outside. Uh, I'm a writer, but I'm also a teacher. So uh, my full-time job is actually a primary teacher and that's what I do. And I try to fill as much of my free time in, with writing. And um, another exciting thing that I'm working on right now is I finished my manuscript for my book and I'm hoping to be for that to be published by the end of 2020. So it's been a good year and I, I love just being uh, starting to kind of connect with different poets all over the world and through Instagram and that's kind of where it brought me to meeting you guys and connecting with you. So that's a little bit about myself right now and my writing journey and where I am right now. Wow, that's amazing that you have completed the manuscript of your book. Can you tell us more, Javier, about your book? Um, so what I did, it's I'll tell you a little bit about the writing process. So you're a poet as well, you know, you write a lot. When you're a poet, some of it you might not love, some of it you go back to and you fix. So through my writing, like I compiled over like 10 years worth of poetry and I kind of tweaked it to which poems I like the best and I divided it into four thematic chapters. So with my book is uh, the chapters all surround uh, a tree. So the book is actually called Life in Pieces and it talks, it takes you through readers through a journey uh, through different aspects. So the first chapter is called Olive Roots and the first chapter is mainly about my roots as a Palestinian. It talks about connection to nature that um, Palestinians have. It also talks about a lot of nostalgia, um, about childhood, nature, all of these different themes. And what I did, I went back and all the poems that were related to that theme, I combined them in this chapter. Um, after that, the next chapter is called um, Life's Branches. And again, so all the chapters are related in one way or another to nature and um, kind of a thematic um, theme that connects with it and uh, that the next chapter talks about the different way life takes you the ups and downs um, the different opportunities you have also talks a lot about mental health and how people in life you're gonna have challenges you're gonna have moments where you're down and it kind of highlights all of these daily life um, problems or daily life mundane you know you go to work every day some people um, might find that boring or struggle with that. So it kind of just talks about the daily struggles um, everyone has. Um, and then as you move along with the chapters, it goes, uh, one chapter is about heartbreak and it talks about my journey through heartbreak and after that, my journey of rediscovering love. And eventually the last chapter is called um, the Brazilian Trunk and it talks about different inspiring poetry about, for example, women's rights, um, inspiring poetry about social justice, inspiring poetry generally about um, accepting who you are and and that's where the resilient trunk comes from because the trunk holds the whole tree together and it represents uh, no matter what you go through, you stand high. So that's kind of my how I've uh, divided my book and those are the five thematic chapters of it. Um, so that's kind of, the general idea of the book. Wow, 
This is fascinating. This was pretty clear when I read your poems, actually. And uh, you mentioned being a performer. Do you perform poetry too? Definitely. Um, so for me, I started performing uh, theater. So actually, I was involved a bit with the uh, Freedom Theater in Janine. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it um, in the West no. Bank. So I, I was there for a little bit. And um, I, when I was, I lived in Janine for two years. Um, when I was, you originally from there? No, no. I'm actually originally from Halfu in Hebron. No. Uh, that's where my family's from. Uh, but I went to Janine uh, for two years for university because um, I grew up in Canada all my life and I really wanted to understand how it is to live in Palestine and to connect with people there because at that stage you know my family would go visit in the summer I'd meet my cousins but I, I think just going for a month and going back to Canada you don't really understand uh, what's really what's really going on there so I went back for two years I enrolled in the American University in Janine and while I was enrolled there I um, got involved with the Freedom Theatre and I think that really um, kind of changed everything. It really inspired me by the people I met and how they use art in a way to influence and to raise awareness and whether it was photography, whether it was theatre, um, music in every form and that's where I started getting involved in performing in theater and uh, my love for performance began and obviously when I went back to Canada I continued writing poetry and started performing um, in poetry slams in open mics in Canada also currently I'm living in Dubai right now and there's a really big uh, poetry community there as well and it's great to, for me to get involved with that um, there's, I've been performing a few times while I'm living here in Dubai for, with rooftop rhythms, with um, blank space, all these different poetry communities. It's amazing, like you said, to connect with uh, poets from all over the world and it's such an open community and it's really empowering to perform. And I think for a really long time I was afraid to share my poetry and that was something that was holding me back. And, um, the last few years have really been a big journey for me because I've always been a writer and I never really thought to uh, open my writing to the world and I think through Instagram that was a nice push and uh, just kind of really challenged myself to put myself out there and to perform doesn't doesn't matter what the performance was um, and it was really kind of helpful because whenever I performed, the community was so open and supportive and it just made me want to perform more and more and made me realize that performing poetry is not really that different from performing theater. You still get the same adrenaline, you still get the same rush, you still get that exact same excitement when you're on stage. And after that, I was signing up for like every open mic. I wanted to, made it a goal to get involved and um, even if it's sharing like a minute poem, at least to go there and meet new people and meet other poets and other artists and I think that really motivated me to continue writing as well. Yeah, uh, me too I have like a special connection with performing because performing is kind of a totally different experience from writing. Definitely. Because I've always uh, say the same thing, you relive 
the moment you wrote those words when you once you perform. Yes. I know it's nervous and it takes a lot of energy uh, to step yeah. into the stage and read your words in front of the audience. You said that your poetry aims to provoke thought about social justice issues and societal norms. So I'm so excited today. What are you going to share with us, uh, Abir on Gazakai podcast? Because this is Gaza Poets, I'll probably choose something that is related to my first chapter, which is Olive Roots, if that's okay with you. All right, so this poem is called Freedom Rising. And uh, when I wrote this poem, it was about, I think, a few years ago. We posted it maybe a few weeks ago, I think, with a lot of injustices happening with the Black Lives Matter movement, so many connections with that to what's going on in. Um, Palestine as well and it really I went back to my manuscript and I read it over again I thought wow like there's so many similarities and connections with injustices happening not only in Palestine but many other places in the world okay so I'll start it what is injustice they ask it is the tide that pulls you in so deep you can never reach the shore segregation so unjust you gasp for air but the waves keep pulling you down Fight with all your might to get a breath, but even breathing is mid-hard. Injustice is the segregation by the colonizers, rewriting your history, silencing your narrative, oppressing you through systemic racism, victimizing themselves while we watch it unravel. Making sure that we kept in place, a place where you are inferior to them, wishing for one second to be treated as an equal, to wake up and not be afraid. You look through us like we are invisible, yet our ancestors made the path that you walk on. Ancestral cries haunt you as you try to rinse the bones, yet we are still here. You can't hide us away. You can try to push us into prisons, governmental housings, refugee camps, reserves, and townships but our voices and cries will still haunt you. The voices of injustice seek freedom, and freedom always finds a way to rise to the shore. Thank you, and that is called Freedom Rising. Freedom always finds a way to rise to the shore. What a beautiful line, Abir. What a beautiful poem. What a fascinating poem. Shows how ancestors shape our identity. Thank you for sharing this fascinating poem. Thank you so much. And I think with that poem, it's interesting because originally I wrote it thinking about obviously the occupation, what's going on in Palestine, and making connections with that to even when I visited South Africa and kind of visited the townships in South Africa, it made me think about that. It made me also connect with, you know, in Canada. There's a lot of indigenous people living here who live on reserves, who don't have clean water, who, you know, things like that, that people don't really know about. And it just made me kind of connect, make connections between all these injustices going on around the world where people are not getting the freedom they deserve and are being colonized, essentially. I think that's what is beautiful about being Palestinian, that you're not only paying attention to your own struggles, your own people's struggles, but that uh, made you uh, paying attention to every injustice happening around the world. Definitely. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that's why you see a lot of Palestinians standing up 
to injustices and because they can connect, they can sympathize because they understand they've been through this, they've been through this for years and they understand how others feel when they go through it. It's really hard, I think, for some communities to really make that connection and to understand what's really going on when they've never seen it, they've never lived it, whereas Palestinians, like you said, have lived through yeah, this. Yeah, but, but I feel it's injustice, that's what we say. We exactly. Your pain. I would love to ask you about when did you first realize you wanted to be a poet? A good question. Um, it's funny because I think for me as a poet, my journey or my story would be a bit different than others because at first I, I've always, like right, I've always written poetry since I was like a little kid. I remember I have my journal, I have my poems, I've always writing, but I never thought, oh, I'm a poet. I never identified myself as a poet. And um, I think to be honest with you, only the last few years I really uh, realized that, you know what, and started when I began sharing my work with others. Before poetry was something for me personal. I didn't want to share it with other people. It was kind of like my safe space where I get my thoughts on paper. And I think only a few years ago, um, when I began sharing my poetry with other people and seeing how they connect with it, and uh, the reaction, I was, I thought about it and said, why am I keeping this to myself? I want to connect with other people and I can use this as a tool to connect with other people. I think that was the moment where I realized that I have been a poet. I am a poet. I've been all my life, but I didn't really know that necessarily. You know what I like about uh, what you said about your poetry that you aim to provoke thought about social justice issues and societal norms, struggles of heartbreak and rediscovery of love. If we want to focus on the first two themes you wanted or your poetry talk about uh, the social justice issues and the societal norms, can you tell us more about these two themes up here? Um, for me, obviously, I think um, there's, I've been an activist since I remember. I used to go, I protest, I did, again, theater. I was involved in a lot of um, things in Canada and outside Canada to, like you said, raise awareness for different injustices. And so my poetry, and you can see that through um, whether it's injustice against colonization or Palestine, but also there's injustices against women's rights. and. Um, for me, a lot of my work also challenges these ideas of, okay, what is supposed to be? And I think a lot, big part of, you know, um, culture and uh, especially the Arab culture for women, there's a certain role that women should be. And I think it's really important that we challenge that. And not just for women, for anyone who's been told, no, you should be this way, you need to do this, uh, this age and you know by 25 you need to be married by this age you need to have kids there's all these you know societal norms that we accept and we think well this is how it is that's what my parents did that's what I need to do and I think it's really important to step back and question these norms and at the end of the day grow and always change these ideas because if we just accept everything that's told to us I think that's so dangerous because that's at the end of the day when you look at a lot of um, injustices that's where it begins because people accept what they're told and um, I think it's very um, dangerous not to be not to challenge yourself and not to change and constantly question 
what you're told and that's something that in my poetry I like to do a lot of my poems are also about women's rights and uh, talked about social norms that are expected from women and it challenges these and these t- different social norms and makes people question all of these things so let's listen to a poem uh, that you wrote yes. about that and how you p- performed this is saying something yes definitely um so again I'll, ch- I'll choose a poem that i've also performed recently um, so again there's a few poems that i've shared about women's rights and i think again a lot of societies have certain expectations for um women how they should look like a lot of um body image um you know people telling women okay you need to wear this you need to not wear this you need to be thin you need to be there's so many and you know every to be honest every country is guilty of that if you look at the western world they're guilty of having all these um ideals if we look at the arab world they're guilty in a different way so i think there's just so many pressures as a woman um i think growing up and the reason why i wrote these poems is to connect with other women and let them know that you know it's it is hard and it's okay you don't have to fit the mold if you're different that's fine and to inspire young girls who are growing up who might be different than everyone else okay so this poem is called break free we grow up in this vessel slowly begin to hate this vessel we run around careless and free as children never questioning our bodies when the feminine shape begins to form we need feel the need to conform society begins to poison us with a spoonful of hate and a mouthful of shame their words spread through us like an epidemic poisoning our inside is systemic until the decay and self-shame begin to pour out we work so hard to break down all the self shame self blame so many layers like a petal of a never ending flower peeling off societal consumerism using us as an object for their commercialism words from my cultural construct ringing in my ears like alarm bells all the words of masculinity creating walls against my femininity a prison getting smaller and smaller their objectifying calls and glares diminishing you to consumer goods customizing their order as they please teaching us that our bodies our eyes are dangerous weapons their negativity in the etymology rooted in oppression and watered by tears how can you dress like that What will they say about you if you go out like that the words playing on repeat planting seeds of self-shame let's not forget the western media here telling you to show off too much to become a canvas for their media game exploiting us for their commercial gain our little girls are looking up to us for answers but how can we guide them when we can't see the way let's take the blinders off It's time for the queens to rise up. It's time to break down the walls of patriarchy, to break the chains of cultural norms, to cut the puppet strings off. It's time to take back ownership of our bodies and break free. And that's called break free. I think what is amazing about uh, the poem, or the message in the poem, that you confronted the two societies, the two worlds. 
the Arab society and the Middle and uh, the Western society and their views towards women and how they see women. And Definitely. that's so beautiful because you are uh, the product of the two societies, maybe we can say. For sure. And I think having that insight between growing up in Canada, um, you know, obviously being Palestinian, I can see I have insight into both and I've seen how un unfortunately women have been treated or certain cultural norms that are okay and I think a lot of the times I, it was really important to me also to include the Western media because a lot of times Western countries want to say that oh we don't do that we have freedom for women we're not like the Middle East where you're it's actually if not worst how Western w world treats women and if you look at you know, through magazines, through movies, through every form, women are always objectified and these images young girls are seeing every single day. So it's not just, it's easy for them to say, oh, well, this is just the Middle East problem, where it's actually out in the open. Yes, in the Middle East, there's a lot of issues against women when we're talking about catcalling or, you know, people telling women how to dress or people um, telling women what they should look like and all of these things and again for young girls it's really difficult to grow up in a society where you feel like you can't be yourself if you express yourself then it's you know it's aib or it's not allowed so yeah. I think you know all these issues are so important to bring out and talk about and sometimes in our society it's not okay to talk about these things because if you do you're people are you know they might say no like we don't talk about this or they might shut you down so i think this poem for me was uh bringing out in the open and for women and young girls to read it and say okay well this is something that i've gone through as well and that it's normal to feel these things and to experience these um in any society